Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Play DNA podcast. I'm Cassandra. I'm Damon. I'm Sarah. And before we talk about the games we played, what are we looking forward to? Oh, so many things. I um, saw at the board game store this week, Sobek 2-player. It's like a new release from Pandasaurus. I'd like to play that one. And then I just purchased Canvas Reflections, which is the expansion to Canvas. I'm really excited to play it. I cannot <laughs> wait. And it looks really pretty. So Nice. Yeah, yeah Canvas is a cool one. I saw um, that Shut Up and Sit Down had reviewed The Initiative. And The Initiative looks interesting. It, it is a, it's like a cooperative deduction game. Like you're trying to solve a mystery, but it's cooperative, um, but it's not full information. So you're trying to cooperate, even though you don't know exactly what everybody has. The initiative not, it's not out yet? I don't know if it, is it? It's been on my being... list for a long time. Oh. I thought it was. Uh, I mean, sometimes Shut Up and Sit Down does not, doesn't get to a review for a long time. So just because they just reviewed it doesn't mean that it's brand new. But I saw I've that they. It. I think I've seen it at the game store before. Okay, yeah, I saw that they had reviewed yeah. it, and it it sounded really fun. They they yeah. said it. They I said to play this next week. Oh, great, yeah. good, because I'm looking forward to it. They said that um, in some ways the your cooperation feels a little bit like playing the mind. So it was mm. like, okay, that's really weird and interesting, um, because you that can you, amazing. Yeah, you can only do actions in a certain like if you play a number three action, then nobody can play a number lower than that. So, you know, you'll miss the opportunity to play certain actions, I guess. But um, sounds fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Anything for you, Damon? Uh, I mean, the initiative was one of the only ones I was about to play. Uh, I was going to play Apocrypha as well. That's not new, but it is a card game and it has some art in it. And I've been, I've been, wanting, to play I've been wanting to games. play that one for a while. So Yeah, so I'm trying to do that. Cool. All right. What did we play this week? Sarah, go ahead and you can start. Um, the first game I played was Dragon's Gold. I've owned this for about two years and never played it, but I finally <laughs> learned the rules. Um, obviously, I like it because it has gems. Uh -huh. There's lots of gems in the game. It's got a fun aspect of, I guess, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to negotiate. It's a huge negotiation game. So once you defeat a dragon, it could be you defeating the dragon yourself, in which case you don't negotiate. You get all that treasure. But if two or three people, like two or three adventurers have beat this dragon, then you flip over the timer and you have 60 seconds to decide how to distribute the gold the dragon was hiding under his person. So it's kind of funny because people are like, well, I deserve this gold nugget because you got the last gold nugget. And then people start screaming at each other and if you can't decide who gets the treasure by the end of the 60 seconds no one gets the treasure and it goes back in the box and is oh, eliminated wow. from the game i really feel like i lowballed a lot of things because i felt like oh if i lowball i'll get some more stuff you know i'll get, I'll get the majority of blue or the majority of red and if you have majority you get an extra 15 points for that at the end of the game no i was slaughtered i think i got 40 points to to nathaniel's like 90 and glenn's like 140 like Ooh. i just would not negotiating very well they just kept taking all the gold, so. And there's lots of player interaction, so you can steal gold from behind people's screens, so you have these little screens where all your gold is being hid, so. It was fun. I, I wouldn't play it all the time, but it's a great game, and it's, it's got a lot of gems in it and dragons and, you know. The fun part is the negotiation, not the actual gameplay itself. Yeah. So. It sounds like it would not be a game that everybody would enjoy. You'd have to have a, a group who was kind of equally intense or equally chill or 
um, <laughs> equally pushy because I can imagine getting really annoyed playing that game with a super pushy or aggressive person. What well, the last round, like, I was like, I have not gotten any gold nuggies. I'm not trading with any. I'm not going to give up this treasure. I want all the gold nuggies. And they're like, well, I'm not going to trade with it. I'm not going to give up any treasure either. So basically, we all just dug in our foot and all the treasure was lost the last round. Because oh, no. no one was willing to sacrifice even one gold nugget or one gem. It was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's a fairly old game, too. I think it came out in like 2004 or something. It's not hmm. a recent game. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. We played Iberia, which is using the pandemic system, Pandemic Iberia. First of all, I thought the box was gorgeous. Um, the The inside of the box was beautiful. It looked like damask wallpaper. The backs of the cards looked like beautiful wallpaper. It was like surprisingly pretty. The whole game was just really well constructed and really pretty. The gameplay... Uh, For anybody who has played Pandemic, you're going to be able to learn this very quickly. It's designed by Matt Leacock, is is designer of original Pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he he was a designer, and then um, another one listed was Jesus Castro. I'm not sure if he worked on original Pandemic or not, but it's very similar. Um, It is a cooperative game. And each person is going to be taking on a role. One of you might be a nurse. One of you might be a doctor. One of you might be a politician, a a railroad builder, which is unique uh, to this uh, game because that is not in Pandemic. Uh, In this game, you can build railroads on the map so that you can speed around the map quicker in order to take care of the... Outbreak? Okay. Uh, to take care of of outbreaks and of rising infections. So you are on this board. There are four different pandemics uh, that you're trying to cure all at once, um, cholera and some other things. And you can play on kind of an easier mode or a harder mode, which is good. Like anybody who's played Pandemic knows it's it's kind of hard to win, like no matter what. But uh, there are also harder modes. So you can choose one or more of uh, the diseases and make them harder. So we actually played with cholera being even harder than it usually is. Um, it was easier for cholera to spread uh, during outbreaks. As you were playing the game, all of those diseases spread and you just have to keep up with the spread. And it's very difficult. The disease is always one step ahead of you. And that's why the railroad was so great in this game. Because in original Pandemic, you cannot fast travel in that same way. Here, it was just really fun to build these rails so that everybody could move around the board very quickly. Well, in the original Pandemic, there's an airplane that lets you travel from anywhere from the airport to the river. Correct. But you do have to have the the right card to do that so it's still a little bit harder to to travel in in og pandemic the the train was just also fun like narratively it's like okay i gotta start you know we would have all these people who are dying of disease and it's like you know what i'm just gonna build a railroad it's like no why are you doing that you gotta cure these people um another thing that i added that og pandemic did not have is you can build a hospital and when you build a hospital all of the people who are infected start moving towards that hospital, which is really interesting because it it makes it less static. It makes it so that all of your little fake people, infected people, are more alive because they move towards the hospital. They want to get help. Um, and it also makes it kind of easier to contain 
the disease and simultaneously it makes it more likely you're going to have an outbreak. They'll move towards the hospital and as long as you are there to take care of them, then you can cure them as they come and you're fine. But if somebody leaves the hospital, it's left on its own, then if too many people come to the same point, then there's an outbreak. So in that way, it was just a very good simulation of the world <laughs> and our pandemic. So yeah, I, I would say I would recommend this to anybody who likes pandemic because you're going to have pretty much the same experience. Although I would even recommend it to people who didn't necessarily like pandemic because there are some differences. So you know, for anybody you can who still tries give it a, a try. theory as well, there's a really important thing that a lot of people get tripped up on. Mm. We also got tripped up on this and only figured it out in the last maybe quarter of the game, mm. which was... There are several new systems that utilize tokens. Oh, uh, yes. A token like water or this little prevention token is also used. All of the tokens only affect things that are adjacent to them, not things they are standing on. And this is really hard to understand because it's, it's not really at all weird. intuitive. Yeah. It's meant to give you an easier time to actually play the game. But because of that, it's really hard to look at and gauge at a, at a, you know, at a glance. And the rules are not very clear on this. So we had to go on board game a couple of times and like review it several times towards the end and figure out exactly what was going on yeah. um, with this purification mechanic. They all work the same way. Anytime there's a token, it affects things that are adjacent to it, but nothing in the original pandemic is like that. So nothing really ind indicated that to us. Right. Um, this so, is really important to play the game properly. Yeah. For example, I was a nurse and I could put a token next to myself and any city adjacent to that token was safe but from the city being infected underneath the token but the city is not underneath the token is not adjacent and thus it is not safe so it was like really counterintuitive it's like oh okay this is not a safe place for some reason even though my token is on it and all the tokens work that way um so yes that was something that tripped us up there were some unclear uh instructions for sure it's not the clearest written rule book yeah, it's a good one um, if you're looking for a cooperative game, and especially if you have already liked the original Pandemic. Cool. We also played King Domino, or as I like to call it, King Domino. Because it says it's, <laughs> it's got kingdom in the name. Um, I don't know. It was designed by Bruno Cathala and released by Blue Orange Games. Um, the box itself said it won the Kennerspiel des Jahres, whatever year it was made. I have no idea. 2017, 2016, it looks like. Um I think it's a pretty fun game. I owned, I've owned it for a while and played it once. Didn't think much of it, but Bo and I played three games back to back, and you can play Whoa. it in like ten minutes. And it's a very fast it's, game. It's a very short, fun game. You're just multiplying crowns by the number of territories you have um, in that same area. So you'll be laying these tiles. They go from small to large numbers. The larger numbers have more crowns on them. The smaller numbers have no crowns on them. And they have either water or grass or wheat or caves. And you just try to build your kingdom in a five by five grid. And then once that's filled, you multiply your crowns by how many squares of that landscape you have. And that's your final score. Pretty fast, but Gosh, this is a good game. I really liked it. <laughs> I still like this game. I'm going to play it more. I, I lost three times in a row and I still like it. So that's, you know, that's a good sign of a good game because you'll, you're will you willing to play it more. I didn't like it when I played it, but I'm always down to try more. There's a lot of games like that where I've only played once and I just sort of dis dismissed them. And I should, if, when they only play like 10 or 15 minutes, I should probably try a couple more times just to like see why people like them a lot. Machi Koro is one of those games I've tried a few times and never really thought much of it, but people seem to really, really like it. Maybe I should try that again. I, yeah, I recommend us... King Domino again, at least, because 
I didn't like it the first time I played it, but now I really like it after three more plays. So I'll play it with you then. <laughs> is it optimized for a certain number of people? I don't think so. I think it would work anywhere between the two and four. But oh, okay. It just goes up to two four. or four game, but yeah, it's really fun and colorful and only takes about 15 minutes. So speaking of which, we also played Concordia, which I had played before as of you, Xander. And uh, I liked it more the previous time. Um, it's a system that's kind of clever in how it weaves together certain mechanics. It has a theme. Apparently, it's a very strong theme because now that we open up the box, it turns out that the historical document that describes what the game is actually about, this, you know, Roman occupied territories in, I don't know, 300 AD or something, the historical document is much longer than the rules. <laughs> the rules are like three and a half pages. The historical document's like six. So. Clearly, they thought a lot about the theme, but the game is really just like an abstract Euro game. Would you call it a pick up and deliver game? Not really. Uh, no, I but don't But you have think an inventory and you are sort of moving around a map. Yeah. Um, building little cities. It's, it's, it's very abstracted, but it is a cool set of not really unique mechanics, but just well thought out mechanics that feel pretty good to play. This time in particular, because this time we played with four people mm -hmm. and last time i think we played with three with four people the game is long and a little too cutthroat for what it what it actually pretends to be because it's it's a very simple little system um so it can't really sustain itself for very long and we played for more than two hours which was too long for this game this is a game that like is ideal at about 90 minutes so i'd only really recommend that with with three people where there's enough space on this map of what is now Italy for enough enough people to actually have their own little areas without overlapping too much until you're kind of just doing the same thing over and over again. It was one of those slow death games where at a certain point everybody was kind of done and then we all just struggled to come up with things to do for the next, you know, five or six turns. Well, like you're heading in a direction because you, you can only move so far in a turn. So you're right. like heading in a direction, building your little cities to head further out to build more cities, to get more stuff, to build more stuff. And then once you've like built to the place you were trying to get in the beginning of the game, maybe it's like, I don't know, eight to 10 turns in, you got to the place, you reached the thing, or you didn't reach it first and somebody else did and you have to build on top of their city or something. And now everybody's kind of filled two thirds-ish of the map. And now you're just sort of circling the drain from there on, mm -hmm. like filling in spaces. And then once all the faces are filled, they're still left over time. So now you're filling in other people's spaces and just yeah. taking over their their not even taking over, you're just adding into stuff they already own. So eventually it it, it loses the Catan-like feeling it kind of has at the beginning. Catan is fun usually because one person becomes the brick person, one person becomes the sheep person, one person becomes whatever. Like a combination of the random die rolls and the variable terrain means that people become these lords of weird things, which makes it interesting and fun to talk through. And by the halfway point in Concordia, we kind of stopped talking in the game yeah we were just sort of doing the mechanics we weren't really conversing about fun things so like at the beginning one person was the lord of i remember what we called but they're juggies, juggies. They, they were they calling were, them jugs they're jugs and he decided they were juggies and the, he's, he's it was like pretty funny he's got this boat of juggies and he's got to unload this boat of jugs <laughs> and everybody else has like a reasonable sort of cargo hold and his is all jugs and more jugs are coming it was funny and it was funny and interesting one because... person decided to get only silk and just wouldn't stop talking about how how great silk feels yeah and, and it was like and that was a, a 
strong. It was a reasonable strategy. Yeah, that's fine. But by the halfway point in the game, like, there's no reason to be the lord of anything because there's you filled up all the stuff. Now you just got to become the lord of everything. Yeah. And so everybody just sorts to become. And the game like rewards you for anything you do. You get points for anything you do. So there's not as much reason to diversify. It's it's more like push in every direction, and whichever one has the least resistance, go that way. Yes. Yes. And that's not true until like the a little after the halfway point. Especially in the four-player game. So, yeah, either play three players or maybe figure out a way to shorten the game. Um, in your game group, it won't, you know, overstay its welcome. It's a fun game. Yeah, it just if, overstays. If its you like Catan and you like Euro games, you will probably like this game. And it's also it it has very simple mechanics for a Euro game. It's easy to learn. It's easy to remember all the rules. There aren't very many exceptions to the well, rules. Or, like, super easy to learn. Special. Super easy to play. It's not it's easy to play. Super intuitive to learn. No. Um, but it is a, a nice little system cool we also played a game called kahuna this came out in 1998 designed by gunter cornet released by cosmos games this is more of a two-person abstract strategy sort of game you have islands that are almost kind of looking like they're in hawaii and you get cards that state the island name on them and then you get these little bricks and they it's a majority game. It's an area control game. So if I played two, like a card in Kahuna and another card in a different territory, I could put these little bricks there connecting the islands. And then if I have enough bricks on the outside of that island, I can control that island. But then if someone else plays and takes my bricks away, then they can get majority. And it's basically the person who has the most majority at the end of each round will win the game. It's very challenging because at the end... Glenn, my friend Glenn, was just totally dominating. I think he had control of seven out of the 14 territories, and I had only control of three of them, and it was just a slaughter. (laughs) I think there's some strategy there if I were to play it again, because there's a balancing act of you can play your cards, but then you only get one card at the end of your turn, so you really kind of have to know when to play and when to keep these cards. So it's still a fun game, and it is high in the abstract strategy category. It's number 99 in the abstract on Board Game Geek. So if you're into abstract strategy games, I would totally recommend that. And overall, it's it's got a pretty good ranking. So very old game, but I would I think it's pretty fun. So Did it have any connection to its theme? Like, was the theme there for... Kind of a pasted on thing. It could have been anything, really. The board board (laughs) looks nice. I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's it's an okay game. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought it was pretty fun. And then finally, um, my favorite game, We well, I like King Domino a lot, but we played this other game that I picked up called Quinto. And this is another, like, quicks type of game. This one came out in 2015. Is it quick or quicks? Quicks. Q-W-I-X-X is the first game. This is like a spin on quicks it's called quinto q-w-i-n-t-o and quinto i thought it was great (laughs) (laughs) in quinto just like in quicks it's a roll and write game so you're rolling these three colored dice there's a purple and orange and a yellow one and when you're rolling you can decide if you want to roll just one of the dice two of the dice or all three of the dice um the caveat is that you have to go in monotonically increasing order so from the left to the right they all have to be higher numbers and then in addition to that there's columns and so you can't ever have a duplicating number in a column so while you're increasing your numbers in one you have to make sure you can actually fit the number on the 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 lower row with that number that doesn't match because all those numbers have to be unique so 
it's a really fun roll and write. It takes a lot of forethought and strategy to actually get a good score. I just thought it was a really fun game. The fun thing about it too is that if you decide to roll one dice but you don't like that die roll, you must roll all three dice the next time. So it's either going to be a like potentially higher number or something you can't use because you can only write the number once in any row. So yeah, it was I really can't fun. find it. Am I spelling it wrong? Q W. Oh yeah, Q W Quinto. Quinto. Yeah. Um, it's really really cheap. You can get it at Target or Amazon for like ten dollars, and I thought it was so much fun. I would highly recommend it. I feel like I played. And this I think it's cool. Pretty sure and I, I think it's better you than Quicks. You You've just... played Quicks with me for sure, but oh, not Quinto. It must have been Quicks. Yeah, Quinto came out like two or three years after Quicks, but I think it's really fun. Are there and any roll rights you? Easy. Are there any roll rights you don't like? Yeah, the the dinosaur one. I thought. What? No, I kind of like that one. So oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't the really like that Trails right. of Tucana one. Did we play that? We did. Oh, I didn't yeah. read it. I should rate it, but I don't remember it. So how do I rate something I don't remember? This is why I'm supposed to rate things when I do. <laughs> and then, of course, we always play. We played uh, two games of Teach You. We've already played that, and I won't discuss it. But I had the most beautiful hand in Teach You I've ever seen in my entire life. Whoa! It was like perfect for calling Teach You. I had a bomb, <laughs> three aces and two kings, and like two tens. It was amazing. I'll wow. post the picture on our Instagram page. It's just beautiful. <laughs> a beautiful hand to do. That's awesome. We've yeah. been playing um, the crew oh, yeah. every week or so. We're we're getting close. We're getting close. This is the deep sea one. We're at I think level twenty six, and they're like good 30, for you. They're thirty two. So oh, it is so hard. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that game is so hard. Yeah. Um, did you want to mention the one that you learned and then gave up on? Oh, and now see, I now forgot the name again. Gaia Project. Gaia Project. Yeah, I I tried to play Gaia Project. I've played Terra Mystica before. Could not figure out how to play Gaia Project. I need to jump back in and try that again. Um, I was trying the online version because I know you didn't like Terra Mystica that much. So I was like, well, I'll just see if the Gaia Project is a, a nicer implementation of that. And doesn't seem to be because it's harder <laughs> to understand and oh. less good looking. I don't know. I'll keep trying. Uh, great. So if you want a list of all of the games we just talked about, you can look in the podcast notes below or on our website, which is playdnapodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. We post pictures of the games we are playing on there. And as always, play safe, play often, and we'll see you next time. 